Eswatini agrees to talk. With the internet shut down only third-party information is leaking from the kingdom of Eswatini. A normally peaceful country is dealing with a violent and murderous mob, and they may be foreign insurgents. A group of frustrated citizens, the acting prime minister, and the international community are urging for a dialogue between all parties and the de-escalation of violence and criminal activities, like destroying businesses, looting, and killings. The king's wife confirmed in an interview on Focus Africa by the BBC that she thinks the king is ready to listen. There seems to be a legitimate and peaceful movement by protesters wanting a change in Eswatini. In the midst of these protesters are criminals wanting to steal, kill and destroy. Trying to de-escalate are police officers who also fear for his or her life. To make it worse foreign political interests designed to encourage a conflict may work in the background. As leaked to a turbanews by high-ranking members of the government and by a high-ranking member of an African tourism organization, it appears foreign insurgents had been active in Eswatini from the beginning of this conflict. Some of these foreign insurgents blocked roads, dressed in police uniform, and murdered citizens so police could be blamed. An associate of a turbanews who fled Eswatini witnessed such activities when he had to take side roads to escape to the Eswatini-South African border. According to an Aturbanews report, one driving force in this conflict seems to be related to Eswatini's loyalty and the kingdom maintaining diplomatic relations with the Republic of China, known as Taiwan. It has been angering the People's Republic of China for years. Eswatini is the only African country with a Taiwanese embassy. The U.S. embassy had been prominently seen to support activities with Taiwan and Eswatini. BBC Focus Africa interview with the king's wife. While legitimate peaceful protests should be allowed, the situation escalated and became a life-and-death reality for everyone, the protesters, the government, and the rest of the Eswatini people. Iturbanus heard from an Eswatini police officer. She feared for her life and the life of her family every minute. According to news reports, Eswatini citizens fear the police equally. It's time to talk. This home belongs to a Swazi soldier according to media reports, it has been burnt down by protesters who are now targeting homes of soldiers and police officers who have been killing protesters in Eswatini. The protesters who were demanding reforms now want a transitional authority. Home of a Swazi soldier burned down. The acting prime minister of Eswatini, Themba Masuku is planning to call on the king of Eswatini Mswati III to open negotiations with opposition parties who have been outlawed since 1973. The king's wife confirmed in a recent interview on BBC, the king was ready to listen to the people. Sources with knowledge of the diplomatic talks between Eswatini, one of the last absolute monarchies in the world, and neighboring South Africa say Masuku is open to negotiating with opposition parties on reforms. During a media briefing earlier this week, Masuku said his government was open to talks with citizens and had created an email address for them to send their concerns and petitions. This seems to be a good start, and it appears both sides in the ongoing violent conflict in this southern African kingdom are getting closer to talk instead of to shoot. The acting Prime Minister Themba Masuku of the government of the Kingdom of Eswatini issued this statement on Wednesday, government is highly concerned with the events that have afflicted our country in the past few days. While we continue to advocate and promote the full expression of all constitutional and human rights, including the right to protest, we cannot condone the attacks on Emaswati and their property. The current riots are also a violation of the COVID-19 regulations that are in place to save lives against the deadly virus.
the riots have degenerated into criminality and are infringing on many basic and social rights of Emiswati, including, but not limited to food security, safety, healthcare and business. 2. The damage to property that has occurred does not only affect livelihoods, it further puts the kingdom's efforts to mitigate and minimize the economic challenges brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic in jeopardy. The property and infrastructure that has been destroyed is the bedrock of any thriving and sustainable economy. We continue to appeal for people to refrain from looting and damaging infrastructure. While the issues that are being raised have been received and are getting necessary attention with the seriousness they deserve, it does not warrant the actions that are currently taking place. Government has tightened security to reclaim the rule of law, peace and to protect all Emiswati. We will continue not to tolerate the looting, arson, violence and all other forms of criminality that are directed at business and people's property. We have had to call in the army to protect critical national infrastructure and to enforce COVID-19 regulations. There has been no martial law that has been declared. 3. The office of the Prime Minister is yet to receive official reports about alleged deaths due to the riots. We will investigate these allegations. We ask Emiswati not to take the law into their own hands as this can lead to a further escalation. The public and media is also urged to be wary of unverified and inaccurate information as this is fueled by forces that are determined to push through their agenda by all means necessary. The opposing group led by the political party's assembly issued the following statement also agreeing and even urging to a dialogue with the government. We, as members of the political party's ASSEMBLY, PPA, Civil Society O, RGA, and IZATIO, and S, CSO's labor formations, women's representatives, the church, the unemployed people's movement, students and organized business, as well as the informal sector business representatives, met in Manzini today, July 2, to take stock of and deliberate on the unfolding political, economic, and social upheavals in our beloved country. We are extremely concerned, disturbed and shocked by the following. The deteriorating security situation in the country, which is characterized by the brutal murder of an estimated 40 unarmed civilians by the army and police force under the directive of the government led by the king. We further project an estimate 1,000 citizens to have either been wounded or shot by the same security forces, including an estimated 500 mostly young people that have been incarcerated. This represents the highest form of the disregard to human rights, the rule of law and peace, and security of the country. The ongoing destruction of private and public property and infrastructure including the mass looting of businesses across the country. The unilateral shutting down of the internet and other communication channels by the government effectively taking away citizens' right to free expression and economic as well as social activity. The imposition of irrational curfew, the banning of peaceful delivery of petitions to members of parliament, and the stop page of public gatherings without any legal basis, this constraining citizens' rights to freedom of movement, expression, and association. The loud silence and absence of the head of state, whenever the nation is facing a national crisis, from the beginning of the COVID-10 pandemic to the latest political crisis. In light of the above and the plethora of major concerns that we have, we with to advise our people, the government, the international community, and other stakeholders of the urgent need to take action that will lead to a lasting and sustainable solution to the country's long-standing political stalemate. We demand the following on the basis and the basis on which this can be achieved. 
an inclusive political dialogue the total unbanning of political parties a transitional authority a new democratic constitution a multi-party democratic dispensation. To achieve the above, we call upon the Southern African Development C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-S-A-C-D, the African Union, and the Commonwealth to urgently initiate, underwrite and facilitate a genuine process of engagement to move the country forward and out of the current situation. In the immediate we further demand the following, the immediate cessation of the killing of our people and the return of the army to the barracks. The immediate restoration of civic services such as the rapid issuing of death certificates for those killed in the past days mandatory independent and pathologists to conduct post-mortems on the deceased. Urgent humanitarian support to the affected families, workers and citizens who need basic necessities such as food, sanitary towels, baby food, etc. The immediate stop of looting, vandalism and burning of private and public property. The provision of direct financial support to resuscitate affected businesses through state coffers. The full and immediate restoration on internet and communication services. The urgent vaccination of all Eswatinis and end of unnecessary lockdowns. Government purchase vaccines and desist from relying on donation from the COVAX facility. In light of the brutal killings of our people, we call on an immediate mass stay away from work by all citizens until such time that it is safe for everyone. We wish to end by extending our deepest and heartfelt condolences to 